0: Hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Empowered Homes Leadership Podcast. And let me just remind you that we're not pretending uh, to have everything figured out. A lot, in fact, of what I'm going to share with you are things that I have learned along the way by making the wrong choice, and uh, and a lot of other things I'm going to share with you are... Uh, the result of great advice from some really smart people. And so these are some things that we can pass along to you, I hope, and I would love to hear from you if you have some insights that you can share. Joining me once again today is Bobby Cooley, my good friend and co-laborer, and I love that we get to do this together. So thanks for hanging out, man. I'm I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today?
1: Today, uh, I want to talk about something that, um, that, that we do here as a staff that we reiterate over and over, and I think it's just a powerful tool. It's passing negatives up. Okay. How do, how do we pass negatives up uh, in a positive way and, and yeah. make it, make it a, a, you know, in, in our, our culture of, of a staff? How do we do it in such a way that continues to cultivate healthy culture? Yeah,
0: it's funny because out of context, I'm sure some people are listening right now and saying, okay, yeah, that doesn't sound like great leadership advice. Pass negatives up. Let's talk about negatives. But that's, that's one specific as, that's a part of a whole, mm-hmm. and you're right. I talk about it a lot because I think it's one of the most important elements of building a strong culture that was passed along to me years ago. And the, the whole phrase is this, pass negatives up, pass positives down. Because one role of a leader is not to put on a good face. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're you're painting a picture that's not true. You can be honest and authentic, but there is an aspect to leadership where you say, you know what, I want to help them see the bigger picture. Because usually, in any organization or church or home, yeah, uh, when things get difficult, it's easy to magnify the bad. Mm. And one role that I have as a leader is to show the way uh, toward the good, to remind people that good things are going to happen. So I guess the bigger picture that we need to talk about that leads up to that phrase, pass negatives up and positives down, is really attitude. Okay, how, how as a leader can I lead attitudes, which is a big part of what I, what I am and who I am as a leader, and we all know what it's like to be a part of a group or an office or whatever where... There's negative attitude. Mm-hmm. It is not a fun place to be. I and mean, it gets old real quick, and uh, churches can be that way as well. So that is so significant. I think it's the reason why, uh, why the Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians, toward the end, uh, he talked about attitude. And remember, right before this this uh, passage I'm going to read to you in Philippians 4, he was getting on to them because two ladies in the church were at each other's throats. Mm. And so he said, you know, you need to behave. And he talked about attitude. And he said, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Hmm. And you think about it, most of your life story, my life story, uh, is – is determined by how I view the challenges that I I've I've, have I've had. We all have challenges, but how we view those, how we walk through them, has to do with our attitude. And so I, I want to share, I think, some some uh, attributes of those attitudes that a leader has to have yeah. um, that are so important. First of all, I think it's so critical to have an expectant attitude. Um, when others are down, that's a part of leadership, is going out in front and serving by demonstrating that uh, I can expect good things in the future. Now, if you if you have this goofy smile on your face and when, when tragedy strikes, then shame on you. That's not yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when times are hard to be able to say, you know what, I grieve with those who grieve. I, I feel that, but I want you to know also, I know that God can get us through because he's, bro- he's brought us through before. So why why is that attitude different? Is it because Paul says we're not frightened? I mean, he just talked to the church at Philippi that's going through all sorts of things, uh, and he's writing from prison, by the way. No, he's doing it because he has a different perspective, mm. and so he's like, "Remember the end game here," and and I think that's so important. We have to be able to see opportunities in the obstacles. That's a part of leadership, you know, is to be a problem solver. Right, it goes hand in hand with this. The reason that. We can, we can pass along positives. We can hand those down. In other words, to the people that we, le- we serve by leading is, is we have worked through some things to say, okay, there's, there's some ways that we can think about this differently and so important. So you got to have an expectant attitude. I think part of that is to have a humble attitude. Yeah, it's um, huge. Y- you have yeah. to be able to do that. So um, we don't have to say a lot about that. That's probably its own conversation. But Paul talks so much about humility, because if I talk about expectation without humility, it comes across as a little bit of a suck-it-up conversation. That's really not helpful. Um, And we've all—anybody who's ever played sports has had that coach that was like the suck-it-up coach. And like, well, are you ever going to teach me how to do it or just tell me to do it? You know, I'd love to know. And I think about Paul when he said, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Uh, Parents are the ultimate model of leadership. What's exasperation? exasperation is when I'm told to do something and I, I am not equipped to do that. So in yeah. an organization to be like me saying, Bobby, you need to get this done, but you don't have a budget for it. You're going, well, how, how am I supposed exactly. to do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got to be able to be humble enough to listen and say, okay, I want to walk you through. I want to hear from you. Let's do this together. And And that's a part of passing positives down. You're not just saying, Hey, suck it up, buttercup. It's going to be okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. And and so we have a, an expectant attitude, a humble attitude, and a steadfast attitude. So the reason why I'm positive is based on truth and not circumstances. So I'm looking past whatever it is we're going through right now and and I want us to do this together, okay? So I'm steadfast. Do you see now I have a can-do attitude that's not fake and it's grounded in scripture. I'm allowing the spirit of God to work through me. And so, last thing I'll say it should be a contagious attitude. You know, you, you yeah, you ought to have an attitude where you're talking about it, where you're demonstrating out loud that this is what I'm going to do. Right? I, I'm I'm going to walk through this, and I want to invite you to walk with me. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to process this out loud to help people who have questions. And so now we come to that that point that I always bring up in staff meeting. Apparently, more than I thought. No. Pass negatives up and positives down. Here's what it means. Let me show you where it can go wrong. Uh, I'll do it in the context of a pastor and a member, okay? Let's say a member comes up and says, you know what, pastor, I'm so frustrated because, you know, Bobby Cooley taught this morning and he used an example about um, his marriage and how great it is, and I resent that because he, he's like he's saying it, we're not, we don't have good marriages. This is a goofy yeah, example, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of something. So... If I pause, then uh, or or then I, that says something like oh, or I nod or I try to just hear it and I I enter into that negative conversation. You know what? That's true. Bobby's way too proud of his marriage and like congratulations. I wish we could all have a marriage like Bobby, you know, but we don't. So <laughs> yeah. you know what? You're right. Let's just let's just talk bad about Bobby for a minute. What I have done is just toxic to an organization because yeah. I have I have taken the mantle of leadership off of my role and I'm just entering into the negativity. So I need to give people a safe place to share something negative, you know, if they're if I'm in leadership, I have to receive it, but I don't have to enter into the negativity. So I can I can allow a safe place for negatives to go up so that they just don't go out and then I can say, "You know what? I know that, you know, sometimes we can get carried away about our great marriages and bragging about them, but uh, you, you know, isn't it great that Bobby has a great marriage, and isn't it wonderful that he wants to share that? And I hope you know you, you can recognize that. And hey, by the way, have you talked to Bobby? Because that might be something that you could yeah, do is yeah, yeah. allow him insight, you know, into that. So I feel bad that I use a goofy example. No. Is Jane going to be mad at me? No, not okay. At all. She no, knows no. she has she a great knows. marriage, right?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> she's got the best husband. Right? Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, and see, there's that humble leadership, <laughs> humble leadership. Again. It's so impressive.
0: Yeah. So. If you are uh, – let me talk to pastors or ministers first. Yeah. If you're in leadership at a church, or if you're paid by a church in any respect, you are a leader, okay? And um, I heard a mentor say years ago, he's like, one thing I will not allow is for anyone on the payroll to be negative about us. They can be negative to me, but not about us. And he said, I can get people to cuss me for free. You know, I mean, yeah, I yeah, use yeah. that yeah. figuratively, but it's true. But like, true. we're not going to do that. You know, we're, we're a yeah. team. We have covenanted together, and it, it goes beyond payroll. It's like if I have made a commitment to um, a church or an organization or something that under God I'm going to do, then I'm not going to I'm not going to harm that thing that I'm a part of that I identify with, right? Yeah. So I've got to do that. So w- the other side of that is the pass negatives up. So how does that work? Because what it cannot mean is that. OK, anytime I'm mad, now I have a license to go tell Ryan yeah. or, or um, you know, as a leader, I'm going to go find my superiors and just blast them. I'm just going to pass it up. You don't always have to do that. There's times that you have to. And it's a really unhealthy organization if you don't have freedom to share the tough stuff. If we have to pretend, yeah. then all of a sudden you have something toxic and you're not dealing with what's beneath the surface. But here's the caveat that a leader must have. If you're going to come to me with a problem, you are going to come with solutions. That's and right. I yeah. recommend to our team: if you have a problem, you might come in and say, "Hey, um, Bobby, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated about you talking so much about your great marriage. And so here's a, maybe a couple solutions that you could do. Is just maybe share an authentic moment about a tough time in your marriage, if one exists, or you can you can also you know maybe just. Think about other illustrations than that. Mm. So you see what I mean. You come yeah. in with a solution, and that's what leaders are supposed to be. They're problem solvers. That's what we are ultimately. If you can't pro- solve a problem, you're not you're not a leader. You're an auditor.
1: Yeah. You know. Wow. There's a difference. And I think you know with that solutions, that's the big, biggest key for me. Of you know those who come to me with stuff. That's my first question. Is okay. What do you think we should do about this? Mm-hmm. And if they're coming to me with nothing and they're just venting, mm-hmm. you know, if someone comes to you and vent, how do you respond? If I'm just coming and I'm spewing, so and so came up to me and they said this, 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 and this, and I just leave it open, how do you respond following up with that?
0: Yeah. So maybe we can put this in the show notes because I wish I had the the name of the book memorized. But if you put in uh, your search engine or Amazon or whatever, Monkey Business, there's an old book called Monkey Business. It's a management book written by a Harvard professor, years old. But the whole thing is sort of an allegory of a guy who's the head of a company and people keep coming in and saying, we have this problem and they have a monkey on their back and they hand it to the guy. He says, well, let let me take this for you. And before long... He has just a, an army of monkeys on his back, and he has to learn that every problem, every monkey is not his to solve. Otherwise, mm-hmm. That's not leadership. It sounds yeah. good. It sounds like you're taking it on, but you're not. And so he learns to say, and so this always goes through my mind. Sometimes I can, I can imagine a monkey <laughs> on somebody's shoulder when they walk in my office. You know, yeah. that's got, I don't know, again, just being vulnerable here, but yeah. it helps. Because when people walk in and they say this phrase, my alarm starts to go off a little bit in my head. They say, Ryan, we have a problem. And the first thing I sometimes I'll say out loud is, I'm not positive at this point that we have a problem. Yeah. I'm aware that you might have a problem, and I want to help you. Mm. So how can I offer some insight or whatever? But I'm not going to just instantly hold my arms out and take your monkey. Yeah. You know, Let's talk about it. And so you can't own every problem, and you're short-circuiting that person's opportunity to grow as a leader if you do. So instead, wow. gently, you're not just saying, that's not my problem. Get out of my office. You're saying, hey, let's navigate this to- together. Uh, help me understand what you're walking through. And, I mean, just that gentle reminder that we- we're not quite yet. I'm with you, you know, but I'm not owning this, okay? Yeah. Because it can become reverse um. Reverse leadership real quick where all of a sudden they're delegating to me, you know, and I if, if everybody's delegating to me, then I got everything. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It happens in lots of organizations. Now, let's talk about some possible solutions. So I can coach them that way, but boy, it helps immensely. I'm telling you, if you walk into a room and you say, I see an issue, I'm passing it in a healthy way up. I'm not assuming things, I'm not expanding this to what it what, beyond what it is maybe here's two or three things that we might do to solve this. What do you think about that? And if not, maybe you have a, a better solution. But I'm I'm bringing something to the table now where I'm not just saying, ain't it awful? Mm. I'm saying here's a path forward where we can address something that could perhaps be a bigger problem later.
1: Wow. That's huge not only for those who you know are passing that negative up, but those leaders who are receiving that negative to understand. Because I think a lot of times one trap of leadership is, uh, well, I've just got to fix everything. Right. I've got to help yeah. everything. I've got to yeah. do all this. And y- you just gave us freedom to mm-hmm. say, hey, let me help you, but this may be your problem that that you need to grow and learn and go through, and I'm going to walk with you. I'm not going to leave you stranded. But uh, there there is that trap, and I, I've fallen victim to it of, like, I'm just going to fix everything. I'm the fixer. I'll take care of it. I'll do this. I'll do that. And that's a hard tension. Now, looking back, one one last thing that you mentioned with the culture. um, I think a lot of times in any organization, Mm -hmm. uh, you you, you have this almost self-reliance when the culture tends to be negative. And so if you have a, a few key leaders that you know, we find ourselves all we're talking about is what's the next negative thing, and mm-hmm. it becomes, you know, maybe the senior staff versus the the you know lower level staff, and there becomes this division where where you got the A team and the B team, and you don't feel like there's any how how do we create a culture where there is no separation? There there yeah. there is I mean there has to be separation. There is levels of leadership, but to have the freedom that you mentioned. How right. do, how do a leader that's sitting here going, I don't have that. Yeah. How can I in my position? I might maybe not senior leadership. Mm-hmm. How can I lead in such a way that can bring some of that culture? Great
0: up? question and probably the perfect way to end this conversation. Because first of all, I'd be curious to hear how how some of our our listeners and viewers handle that. You know, yeah. what, what's your strategy? So share it with us. But I believe this may be the Easiest way for any leader to to raise his or her influence. Don't be a grumbler, mm. because yeah. everybody is everybody. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's our natural instinct when things go wrong, when we see something wrong, to say, "Well," and that's different than saying, "Yeah, you know what? We have something we need to deal with, but you know what? Let's look at it this way, and let's see the opportunities that we can have to improve." And, and I just refuse to enter into grumbling. We all know the difference yeah. in saying we have a concern here, being honest, and grumbling. If you'll stop grumbling, you will absolutely separate yourself, and it's not about getting a promotion. I'm talking about gaining influence in any church, in any group, in any office. It happens if you will just learn to cut that off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's huge, and yeah. I think I've had to learn that throughout the years of leadership because you get sucked into it. Sure, and so when you say no more, I'm not going to be a part of that. It's going to cost some some relationships because you kind of depend on each other right. to let's complain about what what's the next thing to complain about. But if you say, hey, we're not doing that anymore, I think you do. You broaden your influence with those people, but also those above you see that, and Man. now you have the the that's right good. and privilege to pass those negatives up because they trust you. and I, And I think one of the things you said earlier too is, is the key with the attitude is assuming the best. Yeah. That that's a that's a that's a huge culture that you have to create and build. Of of knowing like if something does go wrong if the negative needs to go we our minds and the enemy likes to just put these things in Mm -hmm. it we're gonna it's gonna be the worst thing ever but if we can fight to assume the best I think that helps us me walk into my supervisor's office and say hey here's what's going on here's what I have here's the problem here's the issue here's some solutions I'm not in fear of my job I'm not in fear of Being political and making the right moves, I think that gets in organizations Mm -hmm. too, and we have to to fight for those things. But uh, passing the negatives up and the positives down, it's a huge key. The world will
0: never run out of a need for positive people and problem solvers. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Hey, this has been the Empowered Homes Leadership Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We're so grateful that you've spent some time with us. And I hope you'll take some time and pass this along to friends, colleagues, uh, coworkers, workers yeah. um, next-door neighbors, or strangers. We don't care. But yeah. we'd love to.
1: And if you have questions, you yeah. can email us at leaders at empoweredhomes.org.
0: Leaders at empoweredhomes.org. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man.
1: Yep.